What up, nerds? Welcome to the Nerdly Informant. Everyone is a nerd about something. We delve into the topics we nerd out about the most. Star Wars, Disney, Harry Potter, and so much more. Join us each week as we take you on a nerdy trip. We are Olivia Matthews. Shannon Dwyer. Jackie Murphy. Woo, recording day! Yes. In our birthdays. It is. Of our birthday weekend. Birthday weekend. Birthday weekend. We forgive you for not being born in April. Yeah. Thank you. My brother was born in April. Well, I mean, that doesn't make up for it. I know I just uh, tried. Close enough. <laughs> All right, you can have the honorary like April 16th birthday. Yeah, yeah there you go. <laughs> is it your half birthday? Almost. It is. Now. It's five months. So basically. Yeah. It's basically half. He'll always like come up and just lay on like one leg. Just so it's happening, you know, like every single time. <laughs> Stella does the same thing. She also, Zach's uh, computer bag was like this, like laying on the pillow yesterday. She goes up and lays right on it, like all cockeyed, on, on the computer bag. I'm like, what are you doing? Get, why? That doesn't even look nice. Like, come lay on our laps. Yeah. <laughs> I always think like the laps are the most comfortable spot, but then I thought about it, and you know, like you got two thighs. And then this divot in the middle. So is it really that comfortable? Maybe that. My cash is very <laughs> large and it's hard for him to move. So he lays in the softest place he can. So when somebody yeah. will pet him, he doesn't have to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. But. Or Stella lays on my chest. But that's also because I showed chest. you how I, I sit on the couch sometimes. So. I'm going to choke on my spit. And it's uh, a. <laughs> oh, shit. I, I choked on my spit the other day. I was literally standing outside the car because Matt was waiting to let me in the door. And I literally was like started hacking my lungs up. He's like, are you okay? I was like, just joking. I was, I was sobbing yeah. by the time I got in the house. No. I literally <laughs> choked on pickle juice earlier today <laughs> oh, at lunch. And I was just like, I just started crying up there by myself. Just like, what the hell is going on? Like, <laughs> this is how I'm like, I'm like trying to get the water, like going like this, like dying. I'm like, what the heck is happening? By the time you're done, you're just red faced yeah. and sweaty. Yeah. Like, just, but like only this I was crying, this one wasn't. So there was just like multiple tears going down this eye. And I was like, so you say your right eye is really tough. Yeah. Yeah, it takes this a lot one's, more to make it cry. This one's it. good, man. Now this I know one's my goal in life. So to make your right eye cry. <laughs> <laughs> Here on the Nerdly Informant, every week we pick what we call a... Natwa! Natwa! Also stands for Nerd of the Week. Who happens to be the most knowledgeable person about whatever topic that we have picked for the week. Awesome. So on these all holiest of days, may the force be with you. It is May the 4th, and this is also episode one, where we're talking about the episode one. The movie that came out that made all sci-fi cool, so nerds were finally fun to be around. That's a lie. Only if you were their friends were they fun to be around. But it doesn't matter. We're going to get into it. I'm going to spend the next 45 minutes to an hour talking about one of my favorite subjects, favorite universes of all time. That is Star Wars Episode 1, New Hope, or Episode 4, if you're a youngin', and I feel bad for you. Um, I'm also here with two people who are not super into it, one who has never seen it, correct? Nope, never seen it, waiting to see it. We'll see it maybe this weekend. She's waiting on her boy toy. Where the other <laughs> person sure, yes. who recently watched it, correct? Recently watched it. Dad and brother are a fan, boyfriend's a fan. Didn't really pass on to me as much, but I've seen them. 
Fantastic. <laughs> so what we're going to do is we're going to break them into the forces. All people should be because everyone is just thrust upon it. Force chooses you, you don't choose it. So what we're talking about right now is we're going to be, I'm going to take you through the entire movie because they have never seen it and that's how we're doing it to get you guys all into what's happening. So we are in the deep vacuum space. This is not an alternate time. It's not an alternate place. It is just deep in the vacuum of space and where it exists. So to take you to the beginning of all things, picture, if you will, in a galaxy yes. far, far away. Okay, Ooh. okay. I, my eyes are closed. I'm ready. You see the galaxy stars. far, far away. It's dark. There's stars around. Okay, I'm good. Go ahead. You're partially accurate. So we are starting in space above a planet called Tatooine. Ooh. It is a desert planet. It is very hard to live there. The people are very, very tough to be around, okay? It's got two suns. Nice. So it's also one of the hottest places in the world to be. So we start up in space where our two heroes of the entire franchise appear onto this starship. That is R2-D2 and C-3PO. Yes, Aww. droids. Yay. I know. Wild. Yeah. C-3PO and R2 have had a long history they do not get along. They're very mean to each other. C-3PO is what we call a protocol droid. C-3PO is versed in how to handle civilized life. He can get you tea. He can do things around the house. He can he can translate almost any language. So he's a butler. Basically. Okay, He's cool. a glorified butler in gold. Okay? Awesome. So oh, he's a fancy butler. Oh, the fanciest. Okay. He is. Except for okay. one silver leg for some reason. Oh, well. He's been through a lot. He really has. So we start with C-3PO and R2-D2. And most people, when you see the way that it is worded, it's not what you think. When you think C-3PO, you're thinking a C, a P, a 3, and a 0. That's not true. It's literally hmm. T-H-R-E-E-P-I-O. And then right. C-P-O is spelled S-E-P-I-O. And R2-D2 is actually spelled A-R-T-O-O-D-E-E-T-O-O. Two separate words. Doesn't make any sense. It's perfect. Well, I'm glad they made an abbreviation for uh, the movies. Uh, it's, it's definitely easier to uh, come across, because they yes. do call him R2 quite a bit, which yes. in the book it's kind of funny, because it actually looks like R2, so it makes a lot more sense to me personally. Letters and numbers together, very hard. I did not do well enough. <laughs> <laughs> we start automatically with them on this starship, right? And there's this huge battle going on. There are explosions left and right. These are droids. They have no idea what's going on. They're super confused about the whole ordeal. So they're bumbling around on the spaceship and it's being exploded and being attacked. Humans are running past them left and right. The entire spaceship is crashing around. Because you gotta remember, they're not on a stationary planet. They're not on something that's solid. They're literally floating in space. So wherever the ship goes, they go. go okay, on. I did not know that. What? <laughs> <laughs> they are on a very large starship. Okay. Yes. And this starship like, is, is shaped like a triangle. Yes. Gotcha. Okay. okay. So while it has its own gravity and allows them to be pulled down to where they are on the surface, as robots, they have a hard time grasping that. It doesn't reflect them much, so they sway. Much like when you're in a vehicle and you hit a bomb. So the starship is itself is being attacked. Okay. So every time there's an explosion, a portion of the ship rocks. Okay. So they, in turn, rock with it. Okay. So, so they're not, like, on the planet? They're no. not, like... No, no, no. They're in space. Currently, we're on a starship. It's not like a gravitational pull that keeps them somewhere. There they is, have to be close but again, to it's they, they're right. They're above a planet, so they're out, they're orbiting. So they're, so they're around. Should have okay. mentioned. Okay, <laughs> sorry right. guys. Sorry. No, 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 no. Well, I mean, I've never seen it, so I'm just no, clear I'm here to learn. You're not taking notes though. So. Pencils in hands, <laughs> just hitting the paper. So they, they are on a starship above the orbiting the planet Tatooine. Probably okay. the occupants below can see what's happening. They just okay. see explosions okay. in space, even though they're not part of it. 
T3PO and R2 are trying to get through the ship, trying to figure out what's going on. They're moving around. R2 has a better grip on the actual floor than C3PO, who's shaped like a human. He's a humanoid droid. Mm -hmm. So he is swaying a little more than R2, who's got foot cups. So he's holding himself to the ground for the most part. He's still swaying. Yeah. Foot cups. That's what they're called, actually. <laughs> <laughs> the foot cups. <laughs> like suction cup foot cups? Um, sort of. They really like treads. Like on a tank? Yeah, so he got on that way. So he's got two of them, but they're like foot cups, so they keep him down the ground. Nice. They're jostling around, they're jostling around. Another explosion goes off, which sends 3PO straight into a bundle of wires. And he is freaking out. He's blaming R2 for everything because he always oh. does. He thinks R2 is the worst. They fight and they bicker, but they're like a married couple, honestly. They love each other at the end of the day. They just know it. They bumble around, and he's telling R2, oh, this is all your fault, this is all your fault, and he's like, R2's like whistling and beeping back to him, because that's the only way that he talks, but because 3PO is a protocol droid, he can translate everything. So he knows exactly what he's saying, and most likely, I think he's swearing at him. I can't think of any other reason they wouldn't give him words. Yeah. Makes sense Quality point. Yeah. So R2 spends the better part of the next several minutes cutting him out of this while he's cursing him the whole time. And these humans are running past, just back and forth, just trying to get to where they're going to protect whoever it is they're carrying. Yes. So they're fighting back and forth, and finally 3PO gets out, and he goes running down the hallway, and there's just smoke everywhere because things are exploding. Then enter what are called stormtroopers. Ah, the people in the white suits. Nailed it. <laughs> so they are people who are in donned in white armor. Not great armor, mind you. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure it's plastic. It's, it's plastic. Yeah, it's very plastic. It, I don't know how it helps you in space at all, but we're here, you know? Yeah, well... <laughs> Different type of weapons in space, right? I mean, they're lasers. The only difference between a good guy and a bad guy is red or blue. The lasers, you would think the lasers would just cut right through the plastic. And they do for the most part. So, like... I mean, it is technically their armor. So, um, it doesn't ever... So, there's, like, a true person inside of it. Yes, there is a living human being inside of it. R2 and C3 are running through all these halls. These people are in there. So, the stormtroopers enter. And they begin firing and destroying because they are the people there to take over the ship. C-3PO is freaking out. He has no idea what to do. He thinks everything is, like, R2's fault. He has no idea what's going on. He's like, let's just get out of here. I want to save my ass, basically, the whole time. The whole time. There's no, there's no difference. He's a complete drama queen. The whole time. <laughs> Stormtroopers come in, and they wipe out the first wave of humans that come in. C-3PO goes through a very graphic scene in the book about what happens when a human's head explodes. Oh. Um, did not expect that. So C-3PO, in the chaos, loses R2. That's the only person that he knows. What the hell do I do now? Like, he's that kid who lost his binky. He's like, oh, no. Like, it's if he's not around it, then it's my fault. I can't handle this. And then he notices off in the distance that R2 is talking to what appears to be a woman. Oh. He thinks. But it turns out that because he's a protocol droid, he's prone to hallucinations because he fell under the wires and received a bit of a shock. Oh. He believes he's hallucinating because why would R2 be talking to a human? He has no reason to. He's a droid. Droids don't talk to humans unless necessary. He's like, oh, whatever, I see R2. He goes running down the hallway, and by the time he gets there, this woman is gone. And R2 just takes off down the hallway. And so he runs after R2 to figure out what's happening. And then, all of a sudden, where these stormtroopers come from, comes this giant, tall, black-cloaked figure. Dun-dun-dun! Which cues what is known now as the Imperial March. And every single football game that I've played in March of we play that song every single time. Every single time. <laughs> every single time. Every time our team came out. Obviously, this is our bad guy. Right? Yes. So this is who we call Lord Vader. He is bad. He is huge. He is menacing. You can tell he's evil from the second he steps on the screen. You just know. 
Well, he is dressed all in black and has a mask thingy. Correct. And then he has what they call a breathing apparatus. Aha, and that. Which is what leads to the... Everybody knows who he is. It's kind of hard to miss the asthmatic guy in the corner, you know? Yeah, you know. <laughs> it's just a fact. They're <laughs> <laughs> very loud. So very loud. He instructs his stormtroopers at that point. He says, go find him. Go find everybody who's on this, on this entire starship. I need them. I want them now. He goes off down on different corridors. Stormtroopers take off to go find people. Eventually, the stormtroopers find people, and they bring them all into this corridor. So it's just your average Joe, somebody on this ship working for whatever. Let him know, like, hey, we have everybody. You need to come down to see him. Vader finally comes in, and he looks at the first guy, and he goes, what are, he goes, where are the plans? And he goes, what plans? You know, we're on a diplomatic mission. There's no plans. There's no plans. Darth Vader can use what's called the Force, ladies and gentlemen. Ooh. Which is an unforeseen, supposedly a thing that connects everything in the universe. Everything that lives and breathes is connected to the Force itself. There are select beings in the world known as Jedis. Yes. Who can feel this Force. Darth Vader is one of those people who has trained in the arts and he can feel the Force. Make sense? Yes. Yeah. It's what connects us all. Yes. Darth Vader uses said Force to lift said officer into the air by his neck. Continue choking him and way to get him to get information. Which the poor captain keeps crying. What? We're on a diplomatic mission. We're on a diplomatic mission. We don't know about any plans. We don't know any plans. And then there's a sickening snap. Yikes. No! Yeah, his poor know. body slumps to the floor. R.I.P. Yeah. He continues questioning the people down the row. Some short troopers who are off in the other half of the ship make a stunning discovery. Oh. There's a very young, beautiful woman. So there was a woman. There is a woman. He was not hallucinating, in fact. <gasps> And is she the diplomat for this diplomatic mission? You are correct. Ooh, nice. Yeah, nice, nice observation. So uh, they actually see her crouching down in a corner, and the one, the first, something <laughs> odd about crouching in a corner, Miss Shannon. It just didn't feel like a very good hiding place <laughs> when the stormtroopers are looking for you. Well, she's not expected to be caught. They're swarming the ship. I mean, were, was she hiding behind something, or was she? She, she was hiding in, in a corridor. The- Okay. Uh, which is a small alcove on the side of the ship. All right. All right. Um, all right. Okay, we'll give her but, credit. Yeah, no, you should give her all the credit <laughs> in the world. She's a total badass. They, they see her. So the first stormtrooper immediately thinks himself, and I know that because they say it in the book, he immediately thinks, yes, I've got her. Darth Vader's going to give me promotion. This is going to be awesome. He approaches. She shoots him with a blaster and kills him instantly. <laughs> <laughs> the second stormtrooper That's hears the commotion, funny. runs up. She shoots him, kills him with a blaster. Hey, <laughs> yeah, way to the go, girl. The third person yells, set it to stun. Sets his blaster, son, shoots her, knocks her out. She's out. He decides immediately, all right, now we're going to take her to go see Lord Vader. Princess is now stunned. Oh, it's Princess. It is Princess. Ah! Shouldn't have given that away. (laughs) (laughs) He would have heard that in a second anyway, so it doesn't matter. Stormtrooper's feeling pretty good about himself. They take the princess. They take her straight to Lord Vader. Darkness. (sighs) All of that. Second he sees her. She is not scared of him. She could care less. She literally looks at him and she goes, I should have known it was you. <laughs> we are on a diplomatic mission from Alderaan. Why are you here? Like, she just is not scared of him at all. Which, granted, when you first see him, he's, he's pretty intimidating. Like, yes. I, can't, I can't wait for you to see him for the first time. And I just I'm hope ready. Zach will capture it and let he me won't. know. Oh, I'm going to ask him. Okay. I'm going to tell him it's <laughs> my birthday wish. Oh, all right. <laughs> because I, I literally cannot wait for when I do have kids, like, showing them that scene for the first time is going to be one of my favorite things in the entire world. She's not impressed by him at all. And he does the same thing. He looks at her, doesn't use the Force in this manner because she is a woman. That's nice. Sexist. But he, well, but, he literally... I mean, chivalry. That, 
I mean, I guess so. He's a dark lord who just broke someone's neck, but here we are. Chivalry, Chivalry isn't dead. <laughs> no, but that's Why in the doors, bitches? <laughs> he demands to know where the plans are. And he calls her by her name. Yeah! What's her name? Wait. What's her name? Well, Wait, can you repeat that? <laughs> And then I would really he calls like... her by her name, Princess Organa. 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 Why is that her Or-gami? name? Origami. I'm no. sorry. Organa. That is her name. Organ. Organ. Oreganoa. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Oreganoa. Yes. That's Or-gana. now her name. Organa. Is that what she said? Right? Organa. Organa. Okay. Organa. Or. Yeah. I mean, we say Or. 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 Gone. Gone. Ah. Ah. Organa. Okay. Got Sounds alien. Why is that her name? Because that's her name. That's like her last name. Oh, it's her last it's who she name. Is. Yes, they don't. I mean, yeah. So she's Princess Leia, or if you watch the first movie, it's Leia. So Ugh. her full name is Princess Leia Organa. Yes. Well, that doesn't just roll off the tongue. It's not supposed to. It's supposed to be memorable. Well, it, it's supposed to just. I mean, I feel like memorable. It's in a galaxy far, is awesome. I understand. Far away. So, like, a memorable or forgettable? Um, <laughs> That's the question we should ask here. Okay. So let's talk about space buns. Okay. Her hair is done in space buns. Dude, I thought you Which said space <laughs> buds, as in, like, the dogs. Uh, so I was like, cool, let's talk. Let's go. I'm all about it. I thought you said space balls, which was my favorite Ooh, movie. Yes. Yes. But you hadn't watched Star Wars. So how did that movie make any sense to you? Okay, excuse me. She can my watch whatever father she had me watch Star Wars. That doesn't mean I remembered or enjoyed it at such a young age. You know, sometimes you just have to appreciate it when you're older. Like Harry Potter, for instance. Harry Potter! I'm sorry, who is the Natwa? <laughs> okay, alright, alright. Calling so. on Natwas. Oh, yes, it's just me. Just me this week. The um, okay. Natwa. Okay. Yes, bow down. Alright, bow yes. We are bowing, bowing, bowing. Okay. So, back anyway, to our story. Space buns. Got it. So, space buns. Her memorable. hair is done up in braids around her ears. Does it look like a cinnamon bun on the sides of her head? Accurate. Cool. Okay. Can no. I? We can't eat them though, because they're um, actually hair. I mean, hair. if you're a cat, you would eat hair, yes, but no, no, All I wouldn't right. eat them. No, would not Do recommend. They obstruct her hearing. Never Ooh. mentioned. But I guess because they are in space, that it is relevant. She would not have done her hair if that she couldn't like hear Solid. well. She is also a senator. I have a question. I have an answer. The actress who played this Leia, One, Carrie Fisher. Yes. The Carrie yes. Fisher. Yes. Yes. Her. Yes. 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 Was that her actual hair, or was that a wig? Uh, it was definitely a wig at the time. And one of the funny things about that is the character who played Han Solo, who will come along later, but everyone's familiar with Han Solo, is Harrison yes. Ford. He yes. actually could not grasp the space buns. He thought it was absolutely and utterly ridiculous that she well, had two buns I mean, on the side of her head. I mean, it kind of, I mean, I'm not, it kind of is. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Does he know space fashion? <laughs> Because she was the height, I bet. Correct, because she is a senator. She can us back on top. She's heiress, yes. We're not from here. She is what's known as a senator. So there's a galactic republic that actually runs, that helps. So how old is she right now? I mean, they never actually give us an age, but I would guess she is anywhere from 18 to 24. She is a senator at the age of, the youngest age of 18. Mind you, she's also a princess. So she, she got this because her status. I mean, 
Yeah, but she also earns it as well. So her her father is a prominent member of the Senate and was. Um, and so that way it passed on to her whenever he decided he needed to go back. So they're from a planet called Alderaan. That so is her home planet, okay. her home system, as you will. Do they age like us people? Yes. There's no okay. indication that they don't. Okay. Uh, maybe uh, some of the alien races and things of that nature, then they may age differently. Some of them do. Um, but as far as people are concerned, they age naturally, like a- as we would. Okay. Um, even though they're not from Earth or Earthian or Earth's never mentioned, um, but they would age like we do. And it, that, that is apparent throughout the entire series, all the episodes mm-hmm. and everything that comes with it. We all age right. naturally. Right. As cool. far as we know, I mean, they, they've never indicated that there's any sort of gap or any of that. It's not super important to the story, at least. Yeah, I mean. You know, no, it's, it's a valid question. Absolutely. Totally valid question to understand what's happening. Yeah. But there's just no indication as far as that happens. But they do get older as they go. It could factor, yeah. That's okay. like they, they age as we do. She's anywhere from 18 to 24. Don't know for certain. They never mentioned her age in there. They just know she's young. She's young and she's beautiful. Take her. Darth Vader. Darth Vader says Princess Leia Organa. Doesn't call her Leia, but he calls her Princess Organa Organa Mm -hmm. because that is who she is. And demands to know, where are the plans? Where are the plans? He keeps saying. And she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. We're here on a diplomatic mission. I don't know what you're talking about. And he tells her that he's going to take her back to her ship and that's going to be that. He turns to the stormtroopers and says, destroy it. Blow the whole ship up. Don't leave any person alive. Kill everybody. Destroy but she's keeping her alive. Correct. Okay. She's a bargaining tool at the point because she is a senator. Yes. And she's also a princess. In the meantime, R2-D2 and C-3PO are on the other side of the ship. And C-3PO is just following R2. And he's like, where are we going? We need to get out of here. We don't know what's going on. I don't want to die. He literally says it all the time, even though he has no concept of pain or death. But because he's a humanoid droid, he's programmed to know what it feels like. And so he's freaking out the whole time. And R2's like, shut the hell up. This is what we're doing goes to basically an escape pod Hmm. and he crawls in and R2 immediately goes you're not allowed in there you're not allowed in there we're not allowed in there the droids can't go in there in the ships what are you doing and R2 says shut the hell up get inside R2 gets inside and then there's another sort of explosion that goes off and where C3B goes well maybe you're right gets scared of shit crawls in with him and then they launch the escape pod because they are already on the ship and they're already looking at everything that's going on the stormtrooper alerts Darth Vader hey just want to let you know an escape pod took off but we're not registering any signs of life at all. And he says, well, that's probably not true because the plans could be on there. I want you to send somebody down to this planet, which we all know now is Tatooine. And you just send somebody down, and regardless if there was life in there or not. He could just think there's something wrong. So they take Princess Organa, and they head back to the, his main cruiser, his main destroyer is what it's called. Mm-hmm. So they go there. Boom. We're on Tatooine, where we meet what they call the hero of the story. I think R2 wins that hands down. I will fight you. <laughs> okay. 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 All right. We meet this young, scraggly kid. Uh, he's, he's somewhere between 18 and 24. We don't know. He is living on this just vastly desert planet. It is hard to live there. We meet him. He is out with his uncle at the time, who he lives with. They're basically trying to pull water out of the atmosphere, because it doesn't mm-hmm. exist unless you farm it. And that's what they do because there's no water on this planet. Yeah. So the only way to survive is to farm the water so you can make, uh, so you can grow plants, so you can survive throughout the whole thing. Government is not supporting them very well. I don't know how they're it works so in far Starland. out of the uh, <laughs> Starland. Starland. <laughs> I'm gonna kill you. I don't know how it works in all the planets in the Star Wars sphere. Star Wars sphere. You know, sphere. like no. universe. You know. Okay. Oh no. There's going to be a fight. There's going to be a fight. See this box? Yeah. Well, yes, the imaginary box that you made with your hands. Continue. If you will, a giant box that I have made with my hands. (laughs) 
is the entire universe, right? Okay, the entire universe that exists. Yes. Everything lives within this huge vacuum of space, right? Yes. Okay. In one particular spot, they have what's called the Senate. Okay. It's a giant collection of all of these planets and all of these solar systems that are out there. It's more than just the Milky Way. There's a million of them. Of course, of course. They've all come together and sent their representatives who are now part of this, what they call a galactic Senate. Okay. Okay. The Senate decides how everything runs. They get together, they vote, they make decisions based on what they think is best for everybody. In this box here, there's another set of boxes that's outside of that, right? Oh, okay. okay. That's what we call the outer rim. Okay. It is the farthest that anyone goes, and nobody cares to go out there because there's nothing. Tatooine sits here, this very far corner of the outside box. Okay. Okay? It is not controlled by the Senate necessarily, but it's not controlled by anything else. It just sits. Because nobody wants to live on a fucking desert planet where you have to evaporate the water to fucking survive. Yeah. Okay? That's where it is. So what And that is where the ship was attacked. Yes. Okay? Basically outside of the Galactic Senate's reign. Nobody knows it's happening. Kind of like unincorporated towns. Yes, ma'am. Yes. Okay. I have two questions. I have two answers. Okay. What about planets that haven't been discovered yet? They just don't do anything with them? Or they, they like... Correct. So they, so they would, again, be... Um, they basically be outside the rim. They call them the outer rim. Okay. There are a lot of planets on the outer rim that are unexplored, unlooked at. Nobody goes there. What there's if no there's, like, a whole, like, civilization on that planet? Then they are untouched by it. They're untouched by the war. They're untouched by the entirety of it. Okay. They live their lives doing whatever it is that they want to do because no one is there to bother them. I'd say it's it's much like Earth currently. Yes. We've never experienced an outside source. Stupid. So we're just here. Fucking shit up. We are in the outer rim. We are. We are in the outer (laughs) rim, Shane. She got it. I'm so happy. (laughs) This all makes sense. (laughs) Second question. Oh, I thought that was the second question. Okay. Three questions, go. Why were they there? They are there because it is on the way from Alderaan. And I will get to why they're there. It is important to the story. Okay, all right, then um, just continue. It will circle back. Luke Skywalker is anywhere between 18 and 24. He is a young boy who is living with his uncle at the time, and they're water farmers for the most part. They, they do farm vegetables, things like that, but they got to pull the water from there. But it's a very yes. hard way to live. It is tough. His Uncle Owen and his Aunt Peru, Peru with a B, they live in a farm that is basically underground to kind of shelter them from all yeah. from the double sun rays at this point. He's a young kid. He just wants to go into town. He wants to be with his friends. He wants to go off to what's called the Academy. The Academy is where um, kids go to be part of what they call the Empire. They'll train them to be soldiers, stormtroopers, things like that. You know, they'll go and they'll be pilots. They'll be oh, anything that they might need. So trash. going on the bad side. It's not necessarily the bad side at this point. They're kind of the ruling group, sort of. Okay. Like joining the military, kind yes, of? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Okay. His only opportunity to get off of Tatooine is to is go to join their public. Yeah, go join them and go out and do other things. <laughs> yeah. It's not a great out, but it's an out. Does he want to dry up on a desert planet, or does he want to go see something else and maybe get banged? Well, I mean, at 18 to 24. (laughs) (laughs) I know it's a fast age range, but the closest I can give you, okay? There's no indication in the book or otherwise to tell you how old he is. That is my best age range. He's old enough to know better, but old enough to do his own shit. That's where I'm at. I mean, but he doesn't act like it. 
Okay, he grew up on the desert planet, but which I is just want to say, I know what <laughs> I want to do. Also, can I, <laughs> can I also what say, when we were 18 to 24, we also did not make the best of decisions. You just wanted to get the hell out of wherever you were at. Always. To go yes. through something else that sounded better. Yes, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I'm sure to bang people as well. Yes, of course. Yeah, I mean, that's probably not on his mind. It doesn't come up, but it's a thing. A, a kid that wants to get the hell off the planet, wants to go do something else, he notices the explosions from up in space. Yes. He sees, like, oh, man, this is a total fight. Like, I want to see what's going on. He jumps on his land speeder, which is basically like a hover car. No, cool. It sits about two to three feet off the ground and just allows him to go fast speeds across the desert world. Nice. Because there's no reason to have actual wheels because you're on the desert. I mean, desert terrain. Yeah. That would just ruin it's them. It's just slow. It's going to take forever. <laughs> they got the power to do that, but they, you know, they have a hard time pulling water from the air. But here we are. They just have so much technology and so far into the future, yet they, they don't use it. there's so many things that they just is so mediocre and so, like... I see what you're saying. Why aren't they using technology the most it could be? Because they have it? Yes. But you've got to remember that not all these people are loaded enough to have the best of the technology. This has been around for years. Literally hundreds of years at this point. It's just like um, how the car, to us, has been around for hundreds of years. Mm-hmm. And they're still the same basic model, right? It's wheels, it's four doors possibly it's a, it's a standard vehicle you're yes. not going to get everything as flashy as possible sometimes you're stuck which we have the technology to go electric mm-hmm. we have the technology to do other mm-hmm. things with these vehicles but yet we stay at the same model mm-hmm. that's what's happened okay, okay. okay. space okay. travel okay. space everything has been around hundreds if not thousands of years at this point him being a small farmer in the middle of freaking nowhere in a desert he's going to have the base that there is to offer so it doesn't do a whole lot okay everything is broken everything is worn he knows how to repair it kind of thing. Slap some duct tape on it. That's how it is. They have all this technology. Why aren't they using it? It's because they're not rich enough to own it. He jumps on his speeder and he cruises to town. I gotta show everybody that there's a there's a whole space battle going on up there. And every you know, we gotta check this out. We gotta go. He goes to what's called the way station in their town. Basically there's this little hut that everybody hides in to stay cool. He shows up, there's a pool table, it's kinda like the local hangout for the kids, basically. Okay. And 18 to 24 year old kids. <laughs> <laughs> he shows up there so he can show everybody. And he's he walks in and everybody knows Luke is just the farmer kid. He's never going anywhere. They know he's not going anywhere and they constantly tease him about it. So he's just kind of that guy. Yeah. You know, who never leaves but always talks about all these big dreams and so he's he's like guys you gotta see this you gotta see this there's a whole battle going on and they're like yeah you luke what do you know you know it's hot as shit out there we're not going out there turns corner and who should he see but his best friend growing up who is biggs dark lighter dark lighter left for the academy the year before oh luke is just beyond thrilled to see this guy he's living out his dreams where he's gonna go and he just can't wait because he's supposed to go in a couple years he's so hyped they take him all outside and they look up and they don't see anything they don't see anything to do with this whole fight going on there. Like, okay, Luke, yeah, sure it is, sure it is. We're going back inside. It's hot as shit out here. Like, I don't want to be out here. Him and Biggs go off, and they have a conversation. And Biggs talks about the fact that he's thinking about joining what's called the Rebellion. And he says, oh, that's crazy. You can't, what are you talking about joining the Rebellion? He goes, I'm going to go with the Academy Learning that I have. And at this planet, I'm going to hop ship because somebody knows somebody, and we're going to go join the Rebellion. The rebellion is set there to rise up against the Galactic Empire mm-hmm. because they don't agree with what they're doing. They're starving people out. They're just, in general, there's a lot of corruption going on in yes. the Senate and elsewhere. And he's like, oh man, I wish I could go. I wish I could go. And he's like, don't worry, you'll come. Eventually you'll get here. Eventually you get here. Luke, being the sulking 18 to 24 year old that he is, <laughs> <laughs> that age range, you know, he's like, never going to get out of here. He goes home because Biggs is leaving next morning. 
he's going to head out, he's going to go join the rebellion, do big things, and Luke's stuck on this desert planet, not going anywhere at all. Now we go back to C-3PO and R2-D2, who have crash-landed on this planet in no. their life pod. They oh, get out. No. They are not equipped to handle the desert, folks. They are droids. Yes. They are robots. They are not equipped to this. Even with his little suction footies, <laughs> R2-D2 is falling all over in the sand. Well, he knows that he needs to go that way, which is opposite direction. C-3PO is like, no, we need to go that way. R2-D2 tells C-3PO, I'm on a mission. I need to find somebody. I've got something to deliver. I gotta go. He says, you're an idiot, okay? You're gonna find yourself lost out there. I don't care. I'm going this way because I think there's people this way. People are where I'm at. That's who I am. He heads out that direction, and R2-D2 goes the opposite direction. They're, they walk on for hours, and then eventually C-3PO comes upon a large animal carcass. I'm talking Uh-oh. two, three stories high. It's just a huge beast that died in the sun, because that's what this planet is. He is so dusty and broken at this point that he literally just falls into sand and starts complaining about how it's all R2's fault. I'm here because he brought me here. It's not my fault. I'm going to die in the sand. And this sounds terrible. very annoying. He totally is. Totally is. He has a lot of really good points, but yeah, he totally is. He's crying the whole time, just like, oh no, what am I going to do? And then he sees a reflective thing over in the the distance, and he's like, oh, I'm saved. These are people. Why else would Muddle be moving through the whole thing? He starts waving his arms and freaking out, and he's like, oh yeah, here it is. And then we cut to R2-D2, trucking along as best he can. He keeps falling down and using his legs to push himself back up and keeps going because he's on a mission gotta get where he's going. He's got a mission. He's just gotta do it. Eventually, he sees the same thing. There's just flickering metallic light. He has no idea what it is. And as it pulls up, it appears to be a giant square block on treads. Hmm. On like, much like a tank tread. Mm-hmm. It's huge. It's it's like five, six stories tall. And he's like, well, that's weird. I'm gonna keep going as best I can because it's who I am. He's just gonna keep trucking because he's on a mission. This giant reflective metal box catches up to him. And then appear small, very small creatures in hoods. They are speaking a sub-humanoid language. It's mostly gibberish. No one can quite understand it. They only speak to themselves. You can't see their faces. They are said to be very, very, very ugly creatures. Their cloaks were thickly coated with dust and sand. Unhealthy red-yellow pupils glowed cat-like from the depths of their hood as they studied their captive. The Jawas conversed in low guttural croaks and scrambled analogs of human speech. Anthropologists hypothesized that if they had ever been human, they had since lost degenerated past anything resembling the human race. Mm. They're just these weird little fucking creatures that nobody really fucks with. They're like, alright, cool, you just do your thing. In the actual movie, they actually use the cast members, uh, or the crew members' children to play them. So they only stand about three, four feet tall. And they wear cloaks, and all you can see are their eyeballs. They're just they're weird creatures. No one really wants to deal with them. Right? Mm-hmm. They're scrappers. They hang out in this vast wasteland of nothingness and wear cloaks to stay cool and all of that. Rolls up, they crawl out, and they see R2, and they go, you, get coming with us. This is happening. So they do, they basically have like cattle prongs. They shoot electric and mm. they just zap him with it and completely nulls oh. everything. And they slap a, a bolt on him that stops him from running away. Yeah, like a boot for a car. Basically. Yeah, yeah, So it's an inhibition. So they slap this bolt on him and they suck him up into their machine where he is reunited with 3PO in the oh. midst of everything. And they're like, 3PO, what's up? What's going on? And 3PO's like, you gotta save us. We're all fucked. I don't know what to do. And he's like, eh, I'm gonna shut off for a while and conserve my energy. So you just do whatever you need to do. And they're in there with a bunch of other robots. They're rolling along, they're rolling along. A door slide open, Jawas come running in and they pull all these people out. All these different droids. Other R2 units as well. There are mm-hmm. R4D4, things like that. He wasn't in there. <laughs> but uh, there's a lot of different droid units they all pull out, including the humanoid. 
And where are they? Oh, but they're at Luke's house. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Originally, uh, C-3PO is content, completely abandoned R2, whenever he is selected because he can speak uh, Bachi, which is a certain language that they need him to speak in order to run some of their evaporators and things like that. He's like, oh yeah, I can do that. I'm pretty good. I I can do that. And he's like, all right, cool. You come with me. And they pick another R2 unit. Well, Um. as they're walking away, the R2 unit they pick sparks out. Yay! Oh, I mean, that's sad, but yay. Jawas are are junk dealers, basically. They'll take whatever they can find, scrap it, and sell it to somebody as quickly as they can. Well, Owen gets pissed because, oh, how dare you try to sell me something that doesn't freaking work. C-3PO steps up and says, actually, that R2 unit over there is awesome. Aw, It can come with us. Good job. And Luke mentions to his uncle, like, hey, this R2 unit is supposed to be working, so we'll take that one instead. So they defuse the situation because Jawas are irritable. Identify. (laughs) (laughs) takes R2 and C-3PO and takes them down to get them fixed up, takes them to oil bath, that kind of thing. Oil bath. That's, yeah, so it gets rid of all the Spot dirt treatment. and dust. Basically, yeah, for, for robots. Absolutely, yeah. C-3PO is beyond excited about the whole thing. He's like, yes, this yeah, is gonna feel so good. While they're down there cleaning them up, Luke goes and has dinner with his family, in which he learns that his uncle's not gonna let him go until oh. the season after that, which he says every year. He's never going to the academy, basically, is what Luke is trying to settle with, because every year his uncle says, well, next year I'll hire somebody. Next year I'll hire somebody. You can go. It never happens. He's stuck. He goes, and he's cleaning up the droids, and he's complaining the whole time. He's really upset, and he's cleaning up, and then he realizes R2 has something stuck, and he has, like, a piece of metal that came off of the something. He has no idea what. He's like, wow, you guys have seen a lot of battle and stuff, and C-3PO's like, well, I mean, I can't remember any of it, but yeah, we've been through a lot, I guess. I have no idea what's going on. There's been a lot of explosions and shit, you know, blasters. I don't know. It's all his fault. I have no idea. He always plays dumb. Always plays dumb. He's going through and he's digging out, trying to get this piece of metal out. Piece of metal pops out. What pops out? But a holograph. (gasps) Yes, a holograph. And who does it show? Princess Leia. It does! Oh, yeah! And what does she say? I don't know. I don't. Help us. Obi-Wan Kenobi, you're our only help. Yeah! Get it, girl! Not help. Nice. (laughs) Close enough. But it's just just her bending down and talking to R2. And she says, help us, Kenobi. You're our only help. And he's like, whoa! Luke is like completely blown away. He's like, who is she? She's beautiful. What's going on? Why? Tell me things. And R2's like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where he's from. (laughs) He's like, maybe if you remove this bolt that's stopping me from like leaving, basically, then maybe, maybe this will work out. And he's like, yeah, I guess I can. You're too small. You can't leave me. And he's like, all right, cool. Pops the bolt off, gets him cleaned up. Well, seven bed. Luke goes to bed, comes back. And who does he find? Nobody. Oh, he didn't find a single droid. And he's like, what the hell? Where's my little droid? Where's my humanoid droid? Who's hiding in the shadows? But c 3 He's hiding. And he's like, I'm sorry, master. I don't know what to tell you. He took off. I tried to stop him. I don't know what you want to do. It's not my fault. It, it's not my fault. I didn't do always it. always someone else. Oh, absolutely. And that's exactly how c 3 like, it's not my fault, but he did it. And so they hop into the speeder and they take off to go find R2-D2. They have no idea where he is, so they're scanning everything for a droid. Scanning everything, scanning everything. They're quite a ways from home. When they discover, oh, here he is, find him marching out. He's looking for somebody called Ben Kenobi. And everyone knows Ben Kenobi is a hermit. He's a legend. Nobody's really seen him or heard from him. They all think he's crazy. Living out in the middle of nowhere, but that's who R2 is trying to find. Hmm. So he's trucking about in the middle of nowhere. He stops, looks at him and goes, what are you doing? Get in the car. We gotta go home. Like, I'm gonna get in trouble. I'm never gonna get to go anywhere if we don't go home. What are we gonna do? All of a sudden, R2 starts beeping like crazy. And C-3PO translates. He says, there's somebody here. Oh, and well, that's Luke, not creepy at all. Right. So it dawns on Luke that there are what's called sand people, aka Tuscan Raiders, Ooh. in the area that they're currently in. These are people who are rugged. They live in villages and they kill everything they can get their hands on. That's what they do. And they're huge. They're like six, seven feet tall. 
tall. Just huge creatures. There are rumors that, genetically speaking, Jawas may have been Tusken Raiders at some point. It might have been where their species branched off. Oh. But, but they're like five feet difference between them. Though. 100%. Yeah. Okay. But that tells you how many years mm-hmm. passed between the whole thing. Mm-hmm. They live in tribes. They usually communicate in grunts as well, which is why they're tagged to the Jawas. They just don't communicate very well. They wear face masks and then they wear basically wrappings like a mummy. That's just like who they are. Mm-hmm. To protect them from the sand and the dirt and all that. So yeah. in the heat. He's like, ah, shit, we gotta go. They have these, I think they're called bathwas. They're these giant ram-like creatures, but they're like elephants, ram elephant things. They have big horns, and they're really, really hairy, like a woolly mammoth is. That's what they ride. Yeah. So Luke's like checking it out, like with his binoculars. He's like, oh, shit, there's some bathwas. We gotta go. Something blocks his view, and he takes out the binoculars. Oh, what is it? Tuscan Raider. Knocks his ass out. Yes. Well, doesn't actually knock him out. He faints. Can't remember any of his survival training and faints. Way to go. Well, he hasn't gone to the academy yet. It's true, but he was taught that in his like regular schooling. But Way to go, Luke. C-3PO is so scared, all he can do is back away, and what does he do? He falls down a fucking cliff. Oh, well. And sounds like C-3PO. Yeah, no, it totally does, yeah. <laughs> He's a total thick. Classic. <laughs> Absolutely, it's classic. As Luke's being dragged away, they're headed to his speeder to try and strip it and see what's going on. There's this loud noise. Ooh, whoa. And it's echoing off of everything and it's terrifying. The Tuscan Raiders freak out and they take off. They're like, that thing's bigger than us, we're out. They run off. What should come over the horizon but a cloaked man making all these noises? Come on, give me your best. Whoa. That was remarkably oh close. That's actually scary. A figure comes out of the distance over the wrist, shakes Luke awake, and asks him if he's okay. And who is it? It is one Ben Kenobi. One who R2D2, who's been hiding in a cave this whole time, mind you. He was smart enough to hide, recognizes almost immediately, and knows, oh shit, this is the guy that I'm supposed to talk to. This is my mission. I need to talk to Ben Kenobi. That is what I need to do. Ben Kenobi wakes up Luke Skywalker and he's like, hey kid, wake up. They're gonna be back, they're gonna be back with more people, like we gotta go. And they start to get ready and the ends of the cruiser when R2-D2 starts beeping like crazy and Luke remembers, oh yeah, where's C-3PO? Well, R2-D2 leads them to where C-3PO has fallen off this cliff. He's in pieces. He's missing an arm. His leg's a little broken. And he just says, oh, just leave me here to die. It's fine. You can go. Typical drama queen. Oh, absolutely. He's a total princess. But they're like, okay, well, don't be dumb. We're going. So he picks him up, throws him in there. Ben Kenobi says, come on, we'll go back to my house. You know, like any old creepy old man you meet in a canyon, you should go back to his house. It totally makes sense. It's fine. It's Oh. He goes back out to Ben Kenobi's house, which is basically like a cave. It's a nice house, but it's a cave. He's trying to repair C-3PO, who's now in pieces. Putting him back together, and Ben Kenobi is telling him stories. There's a message that he's playing. I can't get him to play the whole thing. He refuses. He says, it's only for you. Like, you won't talk to me. Ben Kenobi looks at the robot at R2, and he goes, give me the message. It's for mm-hmm. me. I'm Ben Kenobi. And so he plays the full message. Mm-hmm. And in the full message, she tells him, hey, you're our only hope. There are plans on this droid that I need delivered to the Rebellion to help save us. Mm-hmm. And you're our only hope Ben Kenobi. He yes. turns it off and as an old man just settles. And he's very surprised that she's talked to him and he's like, well, she, she needs my help. I have to go. I, I'm what they what they call a Jedi. Mm-hmm. Jedi's at this point are legends. They okay. are, they're no longer existent. Mm-hmm. They are something that occurred long ago, much like knights occurred for us, basically. Okay. So, and then, ironically enough, they call them Jedi knights. Mm-hmm. And he, he's talking about how he he's used to be a Jedi knight and that, you know, it's, it's his calling to keep peace in the universe and so he needs to go and do all these things. He makes mention of Luke's father. Mm-hmm. 
and Luke's mm. like, my, my father was a, was a Jedi? And he goes, yes, he, he was once my apprentice, like taught him everything he knew. Huh. He's talking about it, talking about it, and he goes around and he goes, I have something for you. Ben Kenobi goes and digs in his chest. He's just like, more or less, like in the cartoons when you should like throw yes. everything <laughs> out. That's basically what he's doing. And he pulls out this small cylindrical, right? Cylindrical. There he is. Pulls this thing and he says, this was your father's. He wanted you to have it, but your uncle wouldn't allow it. Uh. And Luke's taking this all in. You knew my father? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I knew your father. You know, again, he was my apprentice. Like I, I taught him all kinds of things, the ways of the forest, and your uncle didn't believe in what he believed in and thought he should stay home and farm and do all these things. Mm-hmm. So he hands it to him and Luke sees the button on the side. Hits the button and a bolt of light <gasps> shoots out. Dun, dun, dun. Into what we know are lightsabers. Yeah. He realizes. So he's kind of flipping it around like an amateur and kind of didn't cut his face off. But he's looking at it and he's like, I can teach you how to use it. Mm-hmm. And Luke's like, I can't. I got a home. I got to farm water. Like, I, I can't do this. <laughs> like, I don't think you understand. Like, I'm not special. I'm nobody. I, like, I need to go home. Like, my uncle's going to kill me at this point because I'm not home to do chores. I'm not home to do anything. He has no idea I'm missing. He has no idea the droids are missing. Mm-hmm. Like, I got to go. And Ben Kenobi's like, but she needs our help. She got to help her. I don't know yeah. what to do. And Luke goes, I don't care what you're doing. I need to go home. I'm already in enough trouble. Like, I need to go. And Ben's like, all right, fine. Well, let's go. I'm still going to go help this woman for whatever she needs. Yeah. Like, so you can take me with you and we'll go or whatever. They all pile back into the land speeder is what they call it. Got now his light sword and all that. And they go cruising off. When they come across the giant Jawa building on tracks. Ah, yes. And they see everybody slaughtered. All the Jawas are dead. Mm-hmm. All of the, the Tusken Raiders are dead. Ben and Kenobi is kind of surveying this whole thing. He goes, this wasn't a Tusken Raider fight. There are too many footsteps. Tusken Raiders only go in lines to hide their numbers. So they only go single file line to hide how many people there are. He goes, there's something wrong here. There's something totally wrong here. And Luke goes, well, this is weird. No one knows the droids are here but me. And I don't understand. And Ben Kenobi goes, these are stormtroopers. That's the only way. They they tried to mask it to make it look like they were Tusken Raiders. You know, Luke's going, well, that's weird. Why would they be here? And then he goes, what if they find out where the droids came from? Like who they sold the droids to? Obviously, they've got to be looking for something mm-hmm. like these droids, aka the message. Yes. And he goes, Oh no, what, you know, what if they find out who they sold them to, mm-hmm. which is my uncle? So Luke jumps in the land speeder, leaves everyone else behind, takes off to his oh, home. Oh, well, that wasn't very nice. You know, Ben's like, Well, fuck this. I guess we're going to go, guys. So they slowly the truck their way there. He gets home, jumps off the speeder. As he's getting closer and closer to home, he sees, sees pillars of smoke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he gets home and realizes that everyone's been slaughtered. Mm-hmm. That his uncle Owen and Amberu are now dead. You know, like he sees two bodies sitting Aww. in the rubble. He knows it's got to be them because they're the only ones there. Everyone's dead. Oh. Somehow, Ben Kenobi and the droids catch up to him at this point. He must be walking fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. So they all get there and they realize, okay, everybody's dead. And Luke goes, well, I don't have anything here, so let's go find the princess. He says, okay, cool. Let's go to Moise Eisley because that is where we're going to find a ship off planet to go help uh, the princess of Alderaan. They hop in the land cruiser and they head off to this town called Moise Eisley. And it's basically a spaceport on Tatooine that is full of all the ruffians, mm-hmm. all the degenerates, everybody that everyone's going to come after, but it's going to be your only way off the planet. Okay. But as they pull into town on their little land speeder and they have the two droids with them, they come across stormtroopers who are looking for droids who might possibly have these planes that Darth Vader's looking for. Pull in and there are stormtroopers standing there. And they walk up and they go, where'd you get the droids? And immediately, Luke's like, oh crap, they're going to ask for my license. I'm in trouble. Like any six, you know, 18 to 24 old kid who gets pulled over, right? Yeah. They're like, oh shit, I haven't been drinking. I've been doing everything right, but I'm going to jail and I'm going to die. Yes. Okay, it's just a thing. He just goes, oh, I don't know, like three or four seasons. We've had, we've had him for a long time or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he's like, all right, well, let me see some identification. Ben Kenobi waves his hand and says, you don't need to see any identification. No force! Yeah, basically. He says to them, you don't need to see any identification. And the stormtrooper replies, I don't need to see any identification. He goes, these are not the droids you're looking for. 
And he goes, these are not the doors we're looking for. Carry on. And which the structure replies, carry on. And uh, walks away. Luke is in awe. Well, yeah. He's like, oh my god, I thought we were in trouble. I don't know what's happening. This is great. And so they drive away, and they pull up to a bar. Um, this is known to be one of the seedier bars, where bounty hunters hang out. Just generally bad people. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I that's where it. we're going. Be the dive bars. <laughs> yes, the dive bars of space. Yeah. Basically. It's where the lowest of the low hang. Because they're friends, and nobody's going to bother them. Nobody asks questions. That yeah. is the most important. Kenobi is dead, centered on finding somebody who will not ask him questions to get him where he's got to go because he has very sensitive information. Yeah. So they Makes pull sense. up, they get out, and Luke's like, I don't know how we didn't get caught. That was amazing, man. What happened? And Ben Kenobi goes, I can teach you how to do what happened there. You know, yes. It wasn't just coincidence. You're not that good. Okay. Yes. All right. It was me. <laughs> the whole time. It was me. They all get off, and the droids get off, and they all walk into the bar. Well, Ben Kenobi goes, okay, I'll be back. I'm going to go talk to these Corellians, which is uh, another planet. Mm-hmm. And he, and Luke's like, all right, never been in a bar before. <laughs> so he, he goes off to go talk to, to these weird aliens that are sitting at the bar. This is what we call the cantina scene, which is one of the most important scenes in the entire movie because it's the first time you really experience other alien races. And there are aliens of all kinds. There's some with thousand eyes. There's some that are green and scaly. There's purple guys. There's all kinds of stuff. There's like a, a blue elephant, which is the best way to describe it. Playing the marimba drums and shit. Like it's like it's a great time, a great place to be. Everyone's drinking, having a good time, you know, enjoying themselves, all their evilness and whatever degenerateness. And so Luke walks in and he's just taking in this whole scene for everybody. Wide-eyed, twenty-one-year-old who walks into their first bar. Yes, you know, it's exactly what happens. The bartender screams from the bar. He goes, "We don't serve their kind." Luke's like taking it back. He's like, what, what are you talking about? And he's like, the droids, they have to wait outside. Well, in the book, I found it interesting because it says Luke didn't see the point in fighting for droid rights at that point. He asked the droids to wait outside. There is some conflict between droids being like noticed as like real species or aliens or whatever in there, mm-hmm. which I thought was kind of funny because if you're hmm. in space, it's the last thing you think about, but they're so evolved that it's literally, yeah, we don't serve robots. Oh, geez. Basically. So he turns to C3PO. But also, like, do robots drink? They do not. Okay, so they don't then, need substance. So then what is the actual point? So then they're just taking up space. Agreed. And also, a lot of them are for Republic use. Nobody really trusts what they do because they cannot anticipate what they do because they don't have a sort of, like, a human complex or an alien complex. So yes. they don't trust them for the most part. They're just yes. robots. They're used for service and things like that. So if they're not part of what they're mm-hmm. using them for, they want them. Because who knows what kind of information they pick up. Most people just don't know a lot about them, especially in a desert planet in the middle of fucking nowhere. And the mm-hmm. Republic isn't even helping them in the outer rim. What business do they even have on their planet? Why do they need to come into this bar? Mm-mm. Yeah. So he's like, you guys wait outside by the speeder. And C-3PO's like, oh, I, sure, absolutely. Let's do this. Let's get the hell out of here. This place is weird. There's things here. I don't know what they are. <laughs> Walks up to the bar, and he can see Ben Kenobi talking to some different uh, aliens, things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the aliens who has a thousand eyes approaches him and is like, fuck you doing here? And Luke's like, well, you know, nothing. Like, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to bother you. Like, you know, it's fine. He's drunk. So ah, he's- he starts a little bit of a kerfuffle. Thousand Eyed Alien decides, well, hey, you're pissing me off. I'm going to shoot you in the face. And nobody's going to give a shit. We're in this bar. Oh, well. He goes to whip out his gun. Ben Kenobi comes out of nowhere and slices his hand off. Oh. With his lightsaber. Okay. Yeah. And he's like, don't think you want to do that. They have a whole fight. Kills the little three foot thing. Because oh. he also tried to shoot him. So he kills him, cut the other guy's hands off. And he's like, you don't want a problem. And he's like, you're right. I don't want a problem. With so, one hand. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So he limps off to go help himself. In which case, Luke is like, dazed and confused, trying to drink his drink and no idea what's going on. That whole thing goes 
goes down. <laughs> and Ben goes, look, I found somebody we need to talk to. So he turns around and he walks up. Despite an almost comical quasi-monkey face, the Wookiee was anything but gentle looking. Only the large glowing yellow eyes softened in its otherwise awesome appearance. The massive torso was covered entirely with soft, thick, russet fur. Less appealing cover consisted of a pair of chromed bandolores, which is the sash that he was wearing, which held lethal projectiles of a type unknown to look. Other than these, the Wookiee wore a little, pretty much naked. This eight foot tall, and all he makes is a... <laughs> That's how he speaks. So that's the only thing that comes across. They walk back to a corner booth and who's sitting there, but... It's Harrison freaking Ford. <laughs> In the rear booth, they encountered a sharp-featured young man, perhaps five years older than Luke. Uh, perhaps a, a dozen. It was difficult to tell. He displayed an open list of utter confidence or the insane list recklessness. Chewbacca walks up and just goes, <gasps> Perfect. He talks to him and he's like, okay, what these guys? Ben Kenobi goes, hey, we're trying to get off the planet. No questions asked. And he's like, okay, but like, how much are you going to pay me? Like, I'm a smuggler. I'll totally do it. He offers him a particular amount of money, in which case he says, that's not enough. And he goes, well, I'll give you so much up front. You can get so much after. Yes. And he's like, all right, cool. Like, I owe somebody some money, so let's do this. And they agreed to meet in the morning in a certain dock in the Loading Bay 94. And they are in this grungy alley and they got to sell the land speeder and there's some sort of creature watching them, which they don't know about. But oh. he's basically wearing a like, plague mask from back in the day, you know, the yeah. walk snout or whatever, that's what he wears. Yeah. They don't know he's watching them, obviously, and they sell the land speeder and they have a droid's hide. Well, the next morning they show up to Hangar, they go up and they see none other than the Millennium Falcon, which is the most incredible ship in the galaxy. Of course, they don't know us at the time. This slug-like monster comes out. He's a very large slug. Slug. He comes out and he wants to talk to Han. He is who we call Jabba the Hutt. Jabba the Hutt. Yeah, so you must be familiar with He's basically a gangster. He's like, Han, where's my money? I don't want to kill you because you're so good for me and you do so many good smuggling things for me, but like, where's my money? Because Han fell through on a deal previously. He dumped all of his load. He goes, hey, I've just got a new thing. I'm going to get you paid back as well as more money. Luke and Ben and the droids show up to get on their ship to take them to Alderaan. That's where they need to go. Yeah. They they go to like get ready to take off and they're making a few repairs and everybody's on the ship. All of a sudden, stormtroopers come out of nowhere because our little friend with the plague mask had let everybody know like, hey, I found the droids you're looking for. Okay, come and get them. They show up at the hangar. They immediately, they're shooting back at them. They're like, oh shit, what are these people done? Han's like, I don't give a shit. Let's go. Him and the Wookiee, Chewbacca, get into the pilot seat and they take off. And they rip out of the planet as everyone's shooting past them. And the stormtroopers relay back to Darth Vader and they're like, hey, we found your droids. They're heading into space right now. Of course, he's pissed. They take off. Lo and behold, it takes them a very long time to get to light speed. Light speed is how they travel very quickly from yes. place to place. And they're being followed by what are called TIE fighters. TIE fighters are basically this little ball in the middle with very flat wings. On the outside. Okay. They kind of chase them out and they're like, oh shit. They're like, whatever, it's fine. We're going to hop to light speed. It's going to be okay. Well, it takes a minute to put everything into the nav computer. Well, if you don't put everything in the nav computer, you're going to end up in the middle of a star. Ah. You got to be very precise about it. Okay. Luke's giving Han shit. He's like, why don't you know what to do? Like, why aren't we going now? And he's like, do you want to die? And he's like, no. And he's like, okay, cool. Shut up the sound, kid. You don't know shit. And he's like, all right, you're right. Get to light speed and then go flying through the air. While that is happening, Princess Leia is talking with Darth Vader. In this other world, there is a, there's a giant conference room. They're all sitting around and they're talking. We're in this giant space station. Like, what's going to happen? What are we going to do? And Princess Leia the whole time is like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm on a diplomatic mission. I don't know what you're talking about. In walks General Tarkin. He is head of one of the Republic armies. It is amazing because in the book, Leia is actually more scared of Tarkin than she is of Darth Vader. 
Hmm. He says, you need to tell us where the base is. Tell us where your own base is. And she keeps saying, I don't know. We're on a diplomatic mission. I don't know what you're talking about. And he's like, where is it? And he goes, you realize that, you know, this is not going to end well for you. This is what's going to happen. And she's like, I don't care. He decides to get a torture. This little orb floats out of nowhere and it's got all these appendages that come out. They refer to it as slow torture. So then it zooms to a conference room where all these generals are sitting around and talking and they're like, well, what are we going to do? Like, like the Republic Senate is going to be like super mad at us. Like, what's going to happen? What's the plan here? What are we doing? And Tarkin walks in and he goes, you don't have to worry about the Senate. And he's followed by Darth Vader, kind of like a dog. Mm-hmm. They're like, well, why? Why not? And he goes, because the Emperor has demolished the Senate. And they're like, well, how are we supposed to have order? Like, no one's going to listen to us. No one's going to do anything. And he goes, you don't have to worry about it. It's already taken care of. It's fine. And Darth Vader, Darth Vader makes a comment about the Force. Everyone kind of laughs at him. They're so rude. Super rude. But they're basically, um, the way that the Jedi, because they've been completely wiped out, they're viewed as, like, we view wizards. They may have existed. Who yeah, the hell knows? Whatever. Like, whatever. It's, it's just, it's so, such an old concept yeah. that no one believes in this. No one's impressed by what they do. One, I think his name is uh, Markin or more Mockin, something like that. Close to that. He, uh, he's making fun of it. He's like, ah, oh, don't, don't try to scare us with your sorcerer ways. Like, nobody cares, Darth Vader. Is that being so dramatic? All of a sudden, he goes, can't breathe. And you look over and you realize that Darth Vader is just going, using the force. So he's basically choking him. He's choking him, choking him, making him his point because he's pissed off. And that's well, who he yeah. is. And no one takes him seriously anymore. And he doesn't get it because he's so freaking powerful. Tarkin goes, let him go. So he lets him go. And he goes, shouldn't be so quick to challenge the force. And he, like, stops out with Cape of Flaring. <laughs> they bring Tarkin and Darth Vader talking. And Tarkin goes, bring Princess Leia to me. I know how to make her talk. Like, sure. I mean, she's tough as shit, though. For sure. Absolutely. Let's bring her on. Brings her out, and Tarkin goes, tell me where a rebel base is. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm on a diplomatic mission. I don't know what you're talking about. And he goes, I'm going to destroy your home planet of Alderaan. Wipe it out of the universe. And she's like, well, nothing like that exists. Like, you can't do it. He goes, oh, cool. Watch me. And she's like, uh, nope, not there. And he goes, if you don't tell me where the base is, we're done. I'm going to blow up your planet. And she just goes, fine. It's on Datooine, I think is what she calls. Um, It's not Tatooine. Very close. But it's like Datooine or something. And he goes, see, that wasn't very hard. And he goes, launch the missile. Like, launch the spaceship. They show up, and there's Alderaan, which basically looks a lot like Earth. Oddly enough, weird, you know? They realize they're getting there, and all of a sudden, this beam, they launch it up, this beam of light shoots out, hits the planet, and it explodes. Right, Into a million freaking pieces. Her home planet, her entire family is on this planet. Thousands of people, and she's freaking out the whole time. She's like, you can't, like, we're a peaceful planet. We're neutral. We're not in any fight. We don't know what you're talking about. Blows the whole thing up. We go back and Ben Kenobi immediately goes and has to sit down. While this is happening, he's actually training Luke to use a lightsaber. So there's this little mm-hmm. orb floating around that's shooting out beams and basically shooting Luke in the ass. <laughs> but he needs to like stop it. He's training to use a lightsaber and Ben immediately sits down. He's completely shocked. And Luke goes, what's wrong? And he goes, there was a disturbance in the force. Um, the first time that's used, which is cool. It was like a thousand voices tried out all at once and then were extinguished. Oh no. So because the force connects everything, mm-hmm. those in tune to it builds kind of thing. Mm-hmm. He's like, I don't, I don't know what it is, but like, it's fine. Like, we just gotta get wherever we're getting. And Han Solo sits down. He's like, So what the hell are you guys in for? Like, what's going on? And he's like, No, you're concerned. Don't worry about it. He like, said okay. no questions. Yeah, exactly. He <laughs> says that. Yeah, he literally says, oh. he goes, no questions. And he goes, All right, that's fine. Like, you're gonna pay me, so I don't care. The Wookiee calls back, and he goes, Hey, like, we're here. Like, we gotta mm-hmm. get out of light speed. And he's like, All right, cool. So he tromps off to the little room, gets there, and they pop out of light speed, and there's nothing but planet basically and debris. Yeah, it's like they're gosh. in an 
asteroid field. So they yeah. zoom, 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 avoid all of this crazy shit. Yeah. And he's like, this is where Alderaan should be. And Ben's like, well, where is it? And he's like, I don't know, but this is where it was. And then they start, like, keep going through it. And they realize there's this giant shape in the, in the like, off in the distance. And then one of my favorite lines, and everyone's favorite line in the whole thing, he goes, it's a moon, is what Luke says. And as they pull closer, Han goes, that's no moon. It's a battle station, a.k.a. Death Star. Death Star. So as they pull up, you know, and they're, they're going really fast when they come out of light speed. It's a little like, yeah, when you're, you know, you got to slow down like a bus kind of thing. Go ahead. They realize and they're like, oh, shit, we got to get out of here. Like, that looks terrifying. Yeah. It's definitely empirical. Like, I don't know what to do. It's for the Empire. Well, they're trying to get away. They throw on all their shields to pull themselves away. Actually, prior to that, they saw a TIE fighter. And they're like, well, he shouldn't be, he couldn't be out here without a base. Like, that doesn't make any sense. That's what they discover. It's not. It's yes. no move. So they get there and they realize they can't get away because they're stuck in the tractor beam. Um, tractor beam pulls whatever it is near it. Like it's yeah. like, you, come up, get over here. It's pulling them in the whole time. And they're like, well, we're fucked. Like, we don't know what to do. And he's like, okay, well, what do we do? What do we do? And he's like, I'm a smuggler. Don't worry about us. I have an idea. They get pulled in. They get docked. And stormtroopers run the ship. And they're like, what the hell is everybody? You know, <laughs> goes running through the whole ship and they can't find anybody. So they're looking around, they're looking around, and they get off the ship, and then all of a sudden one of the floor panels comes up. And who is it? It's Luke Skywalker. Uh-huh. And Han Solo, and Ben Kenobi, and Chewbacca, and the droids. And the whole time, Han Solo's like, this is ridiculous, I'd, I'd rather face a straight-on fight instead of hiding. Even though he's the one who had the hiding idea, but like, okay. It's because he's a smuggler. That's what they do, they hide things from everybody else. So they smuggle things under there, so that way everyone's distracted by what they actually are carrying. Mm-hmm. So that whole thing is happening. Um, and the stormtroopers get off, and Brader goes, well, take something on there to search for life. There's basically these big freaking blocks that are like trace everybody who's on the ship. They pick them up and they load them on there while he runs off to do what he's doing. They go up there to search and before they can get up there to search, they hop out of their little hidey hole and they basically like find themselves somewhere else. So these stormtroopers bring these onto it. Immediately are attacked by Han Solo and our group, obviously, and they put on their, their armor and all of that. And then they, uh, hey, can you get in here real quick? We need you to check something. The stormtroopers are waiting outside, come inside. They shoot them, knock them out, done with it. And they run over and they get to the doors and they're like, oh shit, what do we do? Whatever. And Ben's now like, now that we're here. <laughs> yeah, basically, that's what happens. They're like, well, how do we get to Organa? Because they don't know she's on there. And like, Alderaan is now gone. Ben Kenobi has no idea where to go because she told him to go to Alderaan because they need her, um, or needed him. Yeah. And Zoe's like, well, I don't know what the hell to do now. And he's like, well, I'll disable the tractor beam so we get the hell out of here. And I'll do it because I have force and I can sense where things are. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, they're like, okay, you go do that. We'll wait here. Go, buddy, go. And he's like, cool. So he leaves to go disable the tractor beam. And while Luke and Han and Chewbacca and the droids are sitting there, all of a sudden R2-D2 picks up a signal that says, we locked the princess in this room and we're going to kill her. And Luke goes, the princess? You mean like Princess Organa? (gasps) He's like, we don't have to save anybody. We're not going to do this. He goes, I'm here to get paid and I'll get paid if you die. So no, we're not going to do this. He's like, but we got to go. She's beautiful. And he goes, so is life. I don't want to do it. He's like, it'll get it. I've seen her. I'm going to go save her. And so he takes, so he comes up with the brain idea. He finds some handcuffs and he goes, goes to put them on Chewbacca. And Chewbacca about rips his fucking arms off. Chewbacca's like, "Mm, we ain't doing this. And he turns to Han and he goes, Han's going to put these on you. And we're going to pretend to be stormtroopers dropping you off somewhere in the the prison. So they take him down and they make it just fine all the way through, hit the elevators, head down to the prison. And they walk in and they're, they realize the guy's there. And he's like, what's your, what's your number? Because all, all stormtroopers are assigned a number. That's how they know who they are. So it's like TF, da 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 you know, 8875645. I found one of you. 378. That's mine. <laughs> 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 I thought about it. Like, you've actually been assigned to them? Wait, love so it. So you're a stormtrooper? Oh, but I have a number. I don't just make these things up. Of course not. How else would I know about the outer rim? Rim. 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 Rim
rim. I love that that's rim. the one thing that you like hung on to. Like outer rim. Star. Yes. And about exploding planets. And about play. I mean. What's the ship and, called? And, and about Darth Vader's cape. Even though <laughs> I thought that's what she was calling the ship. What's Han Solo's ship called? Oh, that's the triangle one. Um, it's not a triangle at all. It looks triangle in the movie. No, it's basically rounded and then it's got two prongs. That one. <laughs> so, you see, like, <laughs> I'm a stormtrooper, so that's not, like, my ship, but I you believe it's the ship. Millennium Falcon. Yes! So, we're not from here. Well, let's get back to track here. Okay, so he's like, we're gonna go save her, and he's like, no, the hell we aren't. And he's like, nope, we're going. I'm going now, and if you don't come with me, we'd both die, and you get no money. And he's like, well, fuck, all right, let's do this. So, he puts handcuffs on Chewbacca, who is pissed the whole time. It's ridiculous. I'm, you know, it's demeaning. I'm a giant ape man thingy. I kill everybody who looks at me. It's no big deal. Like, I rip people's arms off for does, fun. Actually, I mean, yeah. Anytime on. you piss off a Wookiee, it's, it's known that they'll rip your arms out of socket. Yeah. They're mad. Oh, it's, including, nice. like, losing at games like chess. Yeah. They, they have a version of space chess, basically, but they'll rip your arms off if they get mad. Or they lose. You know, they win everything. They get down to the two, the actual prison, like, where they're holding everybody, and he's like, What's your number? And he's like, um, And then Wookiee goes, Bah! Busts out of his chains. He goes, He's loose. He's going to kill us all. And they just start shooting everybody and then so they shoot every, all the guards in there and then somebody comes over the intercom and he goes like he says his number he's like what's going on down there and then han goes uh everything's fine here uh we just you know had a small blaster malfunction everything's fine and he goes well, we're gonna send down a group he goes don't do that we have a reactor down here like it, it's leaking and he goes there are no reactors down there and he goes uh, uh, and he just shoots the intercom and blows it up <laughs> and he's like luke you better hurry and so they run down and they find the princess and he walks in and the princess looks at him and goes are you here to try and torture me too because he's wearing a full stormtrooper outfit and he goes no i'm here to save you i'm luke and she goes all right cool let's go and so they walk out, but that's right when the other stormtroopers are showing up to figure out what the hell's going on. And so they run down the hallway, and that is where Princess Organa meets Han Solo for the first time. And she hates him. She oh, literally tells why? him, well, this is some rescue. And he's like, what do you want me to do, princess? Like, I don't know what to, what to tell you. Like, this is where we're at. Like, blame that guy. And she's like, well, I'm going to get us out of here. So she shoots a grate, and she goes, let's go. And so she jumps in and slides down, and everybody jumps into this thing and disappears out so they don't die, basically. And so they slide down and they end up in a garbage chute. Yeah, right? nice. So they're in there and it's it's like water up to your knees. There's a bunch of parts. It's gross. It's smelly. Chewbacca is pissed. He hates the whole time. He's like, this is gross. Okay, I'm going <laughs> to whine because I hate this. Like, I'm taller than all of you and it's gross. It's in my toes. Like, I'm pissed. So he's trying to rattle the door open and it's not opening. And then all of a sudden they see something move. Uh-oh. Yeah. And they're like, what the fuck was that? And Luke's like, what? what? What's happening? And all of a sudden, Luke's gone. Completely huh. disappears. He pulls under the garbage water. Leia's like, where is he? Oh my god, where's Luke? What are we gonna do? And Han Solo's like, I don't know. I don't know what to do. And he sees a tentacle pop up. So he like shoots it, and he's like, nothing. And then everything's quiet. And then Luke pops up out of nowhere. And they're like, holy shit, Luke. We're like, you're okay? And then he's gone again. Oh, well. Yep, yeah, he's gone again. And he's like, what's happening? What's happening? And all of a sudden, it releases him. And Luke stands up in the middle of this gross, nasty-ass water. And he's like, I'm fine, I'm okay, everything's okay, like, it's all right. And then they hear a creak. Mm. And the walls start compacting. Oh, no! Luke has what has a calm, so he can talk to C-3PO. And he's yelling, 3PO, 3PO, shut down the garbage chute, shut down the garbage chute. C-3PO is freaking out. Has no idea what to do. He's like, oh, R2, do something. Like, they're all gonna die. It's all gonna be my fault. I don't know what to do. It's just your fault. It's not my fault. You brought us here. I don't know what to do. And C-3PO's just spinning away, trying to shut everything down. And so Luke is, like, screaming the coordinates of where they're at, what's happening. The walls just keep closing in. Just keep closing oh, in. Yeah, as it goes. Just smaller and smaller. 
smaller and smaller. Eventually, it's like to the point where uh, where Leia and Han Solo are facing each other, and in which case she reaches out and grabs her ha- grabs his hand because she thinks they're gonna die. And that's when R two D two manages to shut him down. Ah, good job. R2. So completely stops. They're all excited. And Luke's yelling like, "Great job, three PO! You did this! You did it! We're great! We're awesome! Everything is cool!" And so they blast open the door, which they should have done in the first place, yeah. honestly. And they get out. So they go out, and then they start immediately get spotted by stormtroopers, and they start getting shot up. Of course, and Luke goes, "Let's split up. You go set up the Millennium Falcon. I'm gonna go this way to make sure the tractor beams are shut down. It's fine." So now we're back to Ben Kenobi, who's looking for the tractor beam to shut down. So he's slinking around all these hallways, and no one can see this old man in a cape, basically, like a little, like, robe. Mm-hmm. Slinking around, he gets, he finds the tractor beam, shuts it down. Yay! Shuts it down. And all of a sudden, he stops. And also, you see over there that Darth Vader goes, Ben Kenobi is here. And Tarkin goes, he's dead. All the Jedi are dead. What are you talking about? And he goes, I can feel my old master. I've not felt the Force <gasps> like this in the Force since my old master. And then all of a sudden they see the track begins to shut down. He goes, I told you Ben Kenobi was here. And so Darth Vader goes to find Ben Kenobi. Ben Kenobi is trying to get back out to head to the Millennium Falcon to get off so that way they can find whoever they need to find. Chewie and Han are fighting everybody trying to get back to the Millennium Falcon. Princess Leia and Luke end up in a spot where they're going to have to, like, there's a giant gap. Mm-hmm. They ran through a doorway, and the doorway closed behind them, and there's about this much gap. Enough for them to stand there, and there's a stormtrooper up over there. Uh. Like, kitty corner to them. Yeah. Like, shooting down at them, trying to kill him. And Leia's actually a hell of a shot with a blaster, okay? She's like, pew, pew, you're dead. Like, over and over again, trying to figure out what to do. And Luke's like, oh, yeah, I know how to use the Force. This will be great. So he takes out his, uh, one of the things on the blasters is, like, a grapple application. Okay. So he's like, I can do this. So he pulls out the whole thing, trying not to get shot. So he pulls the whole thing out for length, and then he swings it like a like a lasso. Yeah. Throws it, wraps it around a pipe, and is able to connect because he's using the force, even though he doesn't know he's using the force. Mm-hmm. Right. And he's able to. He like grabs her and she kisses him on the cheek and she goes for luck. And they swung across to get to the exit on the other All side. All right. Way to be flirtatious in this weird time. Okay. Right. It's Darth Vader, and he's confronting Ben Kenobi. They both whip out their lifesavers. So Darth Vader obviously has a red one because he's evil, and I believe Ben's is blue. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure it's blue. And so they, they proceed to have the most ultimate sword fight battle for Jedi Knights, which, you know, it's okay. And then we're back to where now Princess Leia, Luke, Han, and Chewbacca have all convened. They're like, all right, let's go. Let's gotta go. They look over, and they see Darth Vader and Ben Kenobi fighting mm-hmm. over in the hinway, and Luke's like, oh, I gotta save him. Well, you're too late, because Darth Vader is very quick, and Ben Kenobi knows his fate, and he knows he's not supposed to go any further than this, because there's nothing else he can do. He needs to stop Darth Vader from stopping them to finish their battle, oh, their their mission, cool. whatever it is. Darth Vader swings, slices Ben Kenobi in half. He completely evaporates. It's just gross. Left. Luke is devastated. Doesn't know what to do. Um, it literally ends with uh, Han Solo pulling him back into the Millennium Falcon to get the hell out of there. So they all pile into the ship and they take off. Well, they're chased by TIE fighters. And who's in a TIE fighter other than Darth Vader? Oh. So he's chasing them as well. And they're in these little, like, um, gyroscope, that right? Mm. I don't know. It just, it keeps you level as you move around in a giant circle, basically. Yeah. So him and uh, Han and Luke jump in those and they're shooting down the, fi- the TIE fighters. They're shooting them down, shooting them down, shooting them down. And then they're, they get they gain the ability to jump to life speed. Hmm. So they're able to just take off. 
Yeah, so they take off to head to the last rebel base, which is what Leia is supposed to do. Um, it's on this planet called the Arvin, and it's mostly inhabited. Anything that did inhabit it previously was no longer there. There's a lot of alien technology there that nobody knows what it is or what it does, but they're very well hidden. Out on the outer rim! They go out and they land on the outer rim. Uh, Princess Leia gets off and everyone's surprised to see she's alive. They're like, we thought you died, like we didn't know what was happening, what's going on, and she goes, the droid has it. Has the information we need. So she's like, cool, perfect, let's do this. So they give all the information off the droid. So what the droid has actually has plans to destroy the Death Star. Oh. There's a weakness within the structure that nobody knows about other than them at that point and people who built the Death Star. She gives this information to them. They tell, let the pilots know, like, hey, we're going to go on a last attack run mission. We are all that's left the of the, the Rebellion at this point. Like, we're it. Mm -hmm. There's nothing else of us. Like, we have to take us down now. If we don't take down the Death Star, a.k.a. the Planet Killer, there's no way we're going to succeed. Like, this whole mission is going to die with us. Yeah. And so he's like, all right, fine. Like, let's do this. Like, we're going to split up into teams with starfighters. It's all going to be great. They're all getting ready to get up on their, their X-Fighter, the X-Wings. They're the most high-tech that they have. And all of these are beaten down, like, yeah. destroyed. Like, it's literally all they can pull together. Because you got to remember, these are rebellion. They don't have access to super technology, anything like that. Um, so they're all gearing up to do this. And R2 is going to fly. So most of these fly with a droid in them, which helps, like, you know, run all your functions, run your jets, everything mm -hmm. that's happening. They're going to pair things while they do it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it absolutely is. So we're gonna do this, and as they're getting ready to load up, Luke walks up to Han, who's loading up his uh, the money they received for doing what he's doing. And he's like, "Aren't you gonna come with us?" And he's like, "This is your fight, kid. Like, I don't care. I got nothing to do with me. I got a debt to pay to a gangster, so I'm gonna take my money and I'm gonna go. <laughs> like, that's it." And as Luke is walking to a starfighter, who's gonna show up? But his old boy Biggs. He made it. And so they have a cute little reunion, and they're super happy. And someone's like, "Hey, are you sure you even know how to run the starfighter or the the X-wing?" And then Biggs goes, "I'm vouching for him, and that's the way it's." gonna be and they're like all right cool whatever he loads up and they all take off to go fight this death star yay they're all in different teams like red leader gray leader blah blah blah, blah. um they all know that they need to hit this um exhaust shaft it's only two meters and i don't speak european measurements so i don't know what that means nope but it's two meters and it's a very small exhaust shaft that they need to shoot proton um tasers into or phasers, excuse me. So they're all like, we can do this. This is going to be great. It's fine. No big deal. So they all go up and there's this huge space battle. They're just fighting like TIE fighters left and right, blowing shit up, trying to figure out what to do. Six and a half feet. There you go. So they're all trying to do this, and they, they send three or four runs, and they just get destroyed. These ships get blown up left and right, and nobody can seem to hit it. Nobody can seem to hit it. Um, Biggs ends up in a firefight, and actually uh, his ship oh, no. destroyed. He's destroyed. Luke is devastated, but it's fine. So now it's Luke's run. He's the last squadron leader in there. Like He's got to go, and they're got to do this. They rip down into what is basically a giant canyon mm -hmm. to try and hit this thing. So they're rolling through there and they're dealing with cannons coming at them. Now they have three TIE fighters after them. And who's in one of them? Darth, Darth Vader. Vader. And so they're they're going through and shooting him. They they shoot through one of his wingmen. The other wingman's hanging on and they're just going as fast as they can. Just trying to get to this so that way they can shoot it in. And they're using a targeting system, right? Mm -hmm. So they can use. Well, Luke hears in the back of his head and just says, Who's the force, Luke? Who is it? It's Ben Kenobi. <gasps> and he's like, yeah. You're right. And he throws away the computer system and Leia, who's since like can see everything that he's seeing, she's like, What's wrong? Why isn't he using the target system? And he's like, I'm fine. It's no big deal. I'm fine. It's okay. And then his ship gets shot, and then R2 has to go and like fix stuff while he's still flying at a million miles an hour trying to get to this exhaust port. Darth Vader loses one of his wingmans, loses the other wingman, 
wingman, and then he shoots down Luke's last wingman, and Luke goes, it's fine, I'm gonna use the force. Luke gets to where he's supposed to be, shoots the lasers, they go straight down into the exhaust uh, path because he uses the force. Yeah. And then he gets the hell out of there. Woo. And what happens? Causes a change reaction, blows up the entire Death Star. Yeah! Darth Vader's TIE fighter gets rocketed out into space, so he survives the whole thing. Of course. Um, they end up giving a celebration. Oh, I actually forgot. In order to blow away uh, Darth Vader's wingman's, Han Solo comes out of nowhere. He blows up nice. his buddies. He's like, go kid, go! Big moment. Very cool. Gave him the, mo- like, the motivation he needed to blow up the Death Star. Death Star explodes into a million pieces. All these stormtroopers die. They give them a big celebration. Han, Chewbacca, the droids, and Luke Skywalker all get medals. Yay! And then we fade out into credits. Oh, What a happy ending! Just knowing the, the great links they had to go to to make George Lucas's vision like mm-hmm. there, it's incredible. Because it, even everything they had to do, I mean, they, they spent a ton of money on shots they didn't use. Um, there's a lot of trial and error during the whole thing. Oh, yeah, because, I mean, it was something that wasn't around in their time. Mm-hmm. So they had to kind of figure things out. Yeah, and definitely, like, the computers were not, like, good enough at that point. So, yeah, it's incredible. Um, but it, it it just shapes so much of the sci-fi genre and, like, what, what came out and what happened. Mm-hmm. So... I don't know. The whole thing just, it's still, like, to this day, like, I, I get goosebumps watching every single episode of days, everything they put out about it. We just learn more and more every day, and I think mm-hmm. that's pretty freaking fascinating to me. Plus the fact that all the actors thought it was a joke. None of them thought this movie was going to do well. Um, everyone kind of played around, laughed about it the whole time, and this particular Harrison Ford, he thought the whole thing was hysterical. He didn't think it was going to do anything, but he was a carpenter, like you said. He wasn't going to be anybody, so. And weren't they, like, weren't they laughing around also to bring, like, Lucas, like, out of his, like, depression or whatever? Yeah, because... so he was, he was $2 million over budget and absolutely depressed because nobody would pick it up. Um, and the actors themselves and the crew members thought he was so depressed they spent the majority of their time trying to make him laugh. Yeah. It was what they wanted to do because they wanted him to have as much fun as they were having. Right. And they all thought the whole thing was a joke, which severely depressed him because he was trying to make a serious sci-fi movie because they were not serious up to that point that is episode one and as we should say may the fourth be with you we are nerdly yours i'm jackie i'm olivia and i'm shannon i don't know why i'm so angry god (laughs)